You ready to get started? Yeah. We're talking about animal killing. It's not. What is, gosh, what is May already? May 10th. May 10th. The month is a third of the way May 10th, podcast number, gosh, I want to say 24, 25. Somewhere mid-20s. I kind of lost count because I changed the, I restarted just name them to the dates. But, um. It's 20-something. 20-something, so 20-something podcast in. We're on our summer schedule, which might even decrease, decline more as real as summer. Get, as, as, as once uh, the NBA playoffs ends, and there's really not a whole lot to talk about mm-hmm. unless you want to hear me fumble around Major League Baseball. Um, I don't. No, nobody does. <laughs> so there's a possibility we will take you know the month of June and most of July off, and then once we come back to August, we get. Crank it up with some more conference previews. I think we'll only do two conference preview shows. What we could do is we could do three. Uh, we could do SEC, uh-huh. East. Actually, what we'll do is this. We'll go ACC. We'll do four. We can do everybody else. One show for ACC. And we ain't we ain't breaking down. No, Boston that's what College. I was going to say. We're not going through... No, the, it's the not going to be charts. team by team. No, it's going to be like who's going to, you know, yeah, who, who's so going to contend. Might, we might be able to get the ACC and the rest of the world all together, and then we'll go SEC East, SEC West, and then be done. So like three shows, right? Yeah, we can get it all in. I think we won't make the same mistake that we made last uh, year looking into <laughs> you know Virginia's depth chart. Yes, and, Vanderbilt's depth chart. Yeah. Yeah, that was brutal. I know. I'm getting sleepy thinking about it. Oh my it. gosh! Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is Wednesday, Thursday, 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 May 10th, as we record at nine three two Studios. Thank you for joining us. I am Arthur Mosley. He is. I'm Daniel Allen. Are we are the role players? Our opinions don't matter. But uh, you should listen to us, anyways. Uh. Interesting. Sorry, we're just reading an advertisement on ESPN.com uh, talking about macular edema. Yeah. A vision. I thought that was like a Twitter feed. Of, I mean, it is a scrolling, adver- a rolling advertisement. Uh, this show today brought to you by, uh, we got a, a handful of sponsors. First, I do want to mention our two regular sponsors, uh, Hillstrides uh, Pet Sitting and dog walking, and as we speak about Hillstrides, Hillstrides actually has a client in studio. They were they were nice enough to kind of offer us, you know, a client in studio. So Scruggs the dog is here. If, for those that don't know, Scruggs the dog is the uh, uh, seven year old coon hound of redheaded Jenna. He's so, a cool laid back dog. Yeah, very cool. So uh, Hillstrides, I, I know they. Um, Hillstrides loves all pets, but if you really have a cool laid-back dog. <laughs> I like I, the Georgia sweater he was wearing here, too. Yeah, because we burned the Georgia Tech blanket <laughs> that he had earlier. So he, uh, Daniel bought him over a Georgia sweater to replace. So when Jenna and Trent come to pick Scruggs up, he'll be outfitted in red and black. Uh, also, YourOrganizeIt.com, uh, when you, whether you need commercial or residential organizing expertise, tips, clues, hints, Contact you organize it. That's right. Y O U R G A N I Z E I T. You organize it.com. Your way, your life, your time. And then we have our, um, those are our like uh, platinum level sponsors. <laughs> and then we have our bronze level sponsor, the uh, 10 pack of Twizzlers. Twizzlers. <laughs> uh, Helping us stay. Energized throughout and and, and and fueled up. And and any and our last sponsor is any purveyor of uh, chipmunk removal devices. Yes, yes, yes. Particularly uh, so, rodent trap. <laughs> or I think uh, Jaws is the one that uh, we we use here at nine three two. Anything so. that that takes care of the anything that removes the chipmunk's mobility is all right. Yes, chipmunk immobilizers. So. Um, 
not a ton, at least for us, going on in the world of sports. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I know there are some folks that are huge NHL fans. You'll never hear us talk about that. Or no. You won't hear me. Uh, there are. Um, I watched the Stanley Cup, but I'm never going to talk about it, and I don't know enough about the team. I just like the action. Uh, we've got uh, a little bit. We we got a. I think I don't want to say. I don't know if it's a. We call it a debate or topic of discussion. Uh, we'll touch on uh, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, scores. Say scores. Yeah, I, offensive player score. Offensive players of all time. We'll get into that. Talk a little bit about the the, the playoffs, the matchups. Uh, well, we won't go into in depth with the matchups. We'll kind of brush over them, and we will um, touch base on the TPC, the Players Championship. Yeah, one of one of my favorite. Tour events. How about the, do you watch the Derby? I did watch the Derby. Yeah, like not religiously, and, and I was busy working on another project this weekend, so I kind of got up from the computer for the best minute and a half, and or two yeah. minutes in sports. You know, it's awesome, and it, it was cool in the mud. But the uh, that white haired guy with the glasses is like every year he has the favorite, and most years he wins. The Wait. owner. Bob Bethard, I think is his name. Yeah, you know who he reminds me of is um, the devil from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I don't, walks I've, around never, with the, I've never seen, ne- that, seen that movie. See, this is a problem here. We So Art has never seen Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Um, Maybe it's not Bethard. Uh, I could have sworn that was Bethel, Bethel, but, but you know who we're Just put uh, Kentucky Derby owner or... Owner white hair. <laughs> Wait, his horse's name was um, Justify, which makes me think of a Timberlake album. Justify. He also wasn't he the like owner of Big Brown when he made his run. And- I mean, he he's owned the like the favorite and. No, that's not who I'm thinking of. No, that's not him. Is it the trainer? I don't know who I think he is. He's, I think he's it's actually... Bob something. You can put Kentucky Derby Bob, and I bet it'll come up. Maybe he is the trainer. Yes, Bob Baffert. Bob Baffert. Okay, so he's not the owner. He's the trainer. But he's just a white-haired man in sunglasses and a suit, and he's always there, and he's always winning. And it's isn't it the irony that his wife looks like it's his daughter? Does she? I haven't I, seen her. I'm pretty sure like there's always some good looking woman that looks looks like thirty years yeah, it's younger than the Derby. Yeah, it's kinda Bob So anyways, Baffert. that was exciting. And then um the NBA playoffs, it's it's kind of anticlimactic. The Boston Philly series has been entertaining. And if you're a if you're a Boston fan? Yeah, but, but the games have been a- close, right? And I've been pulling for Philly. Boston was the team I wanted that I was pulling for going into the year, but after their loss, Kyrie and Hayward, it's just like it's, it seems inevitable that Bron Bron's going to beat him. But you don't know. But it seems inevitable that it's going to be Cleveland and Golden State, and Golden State's going to win it all. So it's not that exciting because it's it's like you're watching a scripted drama and you know the in- ending. Right. So it's how can you get too excited? I mean, Houston could scare you. Maybe. I don't think so. And... Hey, if there's anyone that I wouldn't put it anything past, it's Brad Stevens. Yeah, he's very so crafty as a coach. He, he gets his he's motivating his players, obviously. And Jalen Brown is having a heck of a yeah. playoff series. On a bad hammy. Right. So. If they had Gordon Hayward and Kyrie, oh I would I, give them a chance against Golden I think State. Favorite. I think that if can can anybody tell me how Toronto how you don't just <laughs> delete their number one seed like it just like it lebronto LeBronto. they are every year they they're in the top few seeds and every year charles barkley says toronto was for real deal this year and every year they're like (sighs) and i tweeted this kyle lowry is on the all-star team every year and i always you hear him talked about he has he when you watch him, what do you see? The player Kyle Lowry, what jumps out at you? Like what? How would you describe? I mean, I if you're a scout, watch, how would you describe? I don't watch a ton of him, but uh, I, I don't. I don't watch enough Kyle okay, Lowry. Okay, short, chubby, not too oh, quick, not a, a great shooter, a not great guard? vision. We already talked about this. So who's a point guard from uh, 
Kentucky a couple of years ago. Yeah, uh, uh, we just said Briscoe. Isaiah Briscoe, yeah, that's what jumps out. Or Mateen Cleaves, that that kind of kid. It's just I just don't see it. Him and DeRozan are, and DeRozan can make plays, but Lowry, I every shot I see him take, he misses, and he I I, oh, I don't understand it for the life of me. And and, and Drake, they're heckling players. Isn't that great? I I I I have never. I'm I'm completely out of the hip hop scene, so you're gonna have to forgive me. But Drake, something about Drake bothers me. Like him showing up everywhere and wanting to be like in every picture. I think and all his hype and then Alex he gets, is gonna be mad at you about that's it. fine. I, I that's Alex fine. He's probably gonna Mr. be Mr. Drake. He's gonna be mad at me because I don't like LeBron either. But <laughs> I like the fact that LeBron punk Toronto and Drake. Hopefully we never have to see his face on the sideline again. And what's up with Drake going after um, a man Kendrick, twice his size? Kendrick Perkins. I mean, why would you? The last person on earth I would ever. <laughs> Even get. if he was fake tough. Mm-hmm. I'm just not. There's no way he's he, that he is fake tough. Right. When you look at that, he's like 6'10", 280. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. He's and we've seen him play in the and the way he his physical is he, he is not fake tough compared yeah. to little Drake, he would snap him like a twig. I, mean, I think, um, J.R. Smith would snap Drake, Drake like a twig. Yeah. So Drake, go back and make another six thousand albums, and everybody will buy your. I <laughs> I don't buy your music, so I don't understand. Maybe I'm. I'm just old and I, it's I, just funny. I, it's just just if you're gonna be on the sidelines. It's like Kevin Hart too. Kevin Hart was heckling some fans here in Philly and uh and and he got that didn't end well. Kev, I mean, come on, Kevin Hart, you're you're drunk at the Super Bowl and now you're heckling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, go sit down. I I do want to before we jump into our our other topics, man. I. Real quick, this is a sidebar. I went out to River Ridge last night to watch the River Ridge Knights baseball team in their Elite Eight baseball game against Valdosta. And they swept them, so they move on to the Final Four. But River Ridge, the high school does this. I, I think it's kind of cool. You may think it's cheesy. They actually do walk-up music for their home team, their players. And so these kids are all walking up. and I mean, they're a great team. They got... Uh, two kids that are going to Tennessee to, uh, to play. One kid that was going to be entered into the uh, major league draft. He's committed to FIU, but he's probably not going to make it there. And uh, another couple kids going to smaller schools. But my man Kale Chatham has Michael Jackson's PYT as his walk-up music, and I was like, "Now this, <laughs> this is something I can get behind, man." That's uh, there's a different level of intimidation there when you walk out to that. That's like you remember what Lennox Lewis used to walk out to? No. He used to walk out to Marley. And when he fought Tyson and Tyson came out to DMX and is all good, you know, going crazy right. and then you hear wah wah and you Lennox just slowly <laughs> coming out and you're like, Hi, oh, this is over. Yeah, he's gonna he's he's, he's so he's in yeah. a zone. He's just I mean Yeah. You don't, you don't need comes like out super Mar- hype music to get you Right. <sighs> Anyway, after the first at bat, I saw Kale uh, singled um, to right field. So uh, I don't know if if PYT is working for him, but uh, it's one of you know I actually have the off the wall album, so it's one of you know I I could appreciate that music after hearing all this other hip hop and all this other I don't I don't don't even understand what they're saying. It's like (laughs) I like that. That's exactly what it sounds to me in my forty-two-year-old head. Well, that's what a lot of it is. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just kind of mumble around. Speaking of um, hip hop and NBA playoffs, the uh, ESPN today had. Um, if you don't follow, do you know you know who Meek Mill is? Yeah, I've, I've seen him on Twitter. Okay, well, he's a rapper. I actually, yes. that most recently had a beef with Drake. But so he got out of prison before game one of the Boston series, I think, Philly, and he's from Philly. He's a Philly fan. So the owner went and picked him up. Right. So he's been out of prison for what, four games or five? He was on ESPN for a good twenty minutes doing breaking down the playoffs and the NBA and all and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> 
how much does this? He's been in prison for the whole season. Right. So how much of how much analysis do, is this guy bringing us? Unless Which, they maybe in prison they have. I think they have TVs. Do in they? Prison. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Maybe but, he was in a. When you, I, I I picture prison from the movies, and they don't they're not watching ESPN, so maybe he is. I just thought it was interesting. Now, did you see the picture with Meek Mill, Robert Kraft, and Gutierrez? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's that's the start of a great joke. It's Meek true. Mill, Robert Kraft, and Gucci Mane walk into a bar. I mean. <laughs> Oh, you don't even have to say I anything. Can't. I just what conversations are going on between the three that they're like? That's I, the I funniest only, pairing in the world. I can only imagine Robert Kraft learned some new words that night. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. That was great. Oh my gosh, that might be the highlight of the NBA playoffs, in my opinion. It's gonna be hard to top. Outside of LeBron, LeBron, the one night he just went absolutely berserk, and I mean, was falling out of bounds, hitting jump shots. That was one of the yeah, better. Yeah performances i've ever seen in a playoff game um just absolutely on fire and then you got robert Kraft in between meek mill and gucci Mane, and mm-hmm. that's there that's your nba playoffs right there. <laughs> that's funny lebron he, you saw his other game winning shot like the running mm-hmm. floater run. yeah 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 and so that's twice since uh since the moment you said he doesn't have it in him or the killer instinct or whatever, and twice he is just, just stuck right. back at you. One, one, once he did it while we were, last week? Yeah, live, live, on, live right after right. you said. And I missed my chance for the boom goes the dynamite. Mm. Because it did go boom. I mean, he absolutely dropped it. So twice LeBron has... So Alex, you're welcome for me talking down LeBron and him showing me up. No, he loves LeBron. He loves LeBron. LeBron. Watching LeBron play basketball is awesome. Watching LeBron tweet, not as cool. Not. It just. It's kind of like just like passive aggressive little yes. baby stuff. You're like it's you're like the, any you're the like best player most, in the world. Most celebrities that tweet, it's kind of like really like the president. Why should the president be tweeting about how great he is? Yeah. Using his third grade vocabulary. <laughs> that's. I think that's. Did I ever tell you, Isaac wrote a book to Donald Trump? He was so excited when Trump yeah. was elected. Yeah, he, it's around here somewhere. He wanted really? us to send it to the White House. I was like, absolutely not. Well, he should have. But, what was the general theme of it? Well, he was so excited about everything he was going to do, especially he was really excited that he was going to send Hillary Clinton to jail. <laughs> <laughs> that might be... Why? So before the, before the debate, and I know we're way off topic here, but this is like dinner conversation where... The election's going on. My kids know it's between Trump and Clinton. And I think they know that I'm not voting for either of these two candidates by now. And so I said, uh, I asked Henry, our oldest, I said, what would you do if if you were elected president? He goes, I would make it something like, it had something to do with dinosaurs. That's what he does, right? And then good platform. And then Isaac, I swear he's probably been thinking about this answer for three weeks because, you know, like we get to him next, and it's like, Isaac, you know, what would you do if you were president? He goes, throw Hillary Clinton in jail. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> what is he? How what does, is he? I what mean, is his problem with Hillary? He, apparently, he was really enthusiastic. Uh, like, something about Donald Trump's message or the political It ads, hit home. It really hit home to so the, you're talking at about the time that, a seven-year-old. Right? That's Okay, that's yeah. what I was about to say. He's, he's, his message is really... Hitting his target demo of the seven-year-old. Exactly. So, uh, man, that was hilarious. Um, uh, similar, similar temperaments. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But uh, I think Isaac has since changed his tune, and now he's uh, kind of... Who's he with now? He doesn't have a... He's, he's, he's not feeling at, the burn? No. no. Definitely not. <laughs> he doesn't want to get evicted. He doesn't I'm not want... Pa- I'm not paying for everybody in this country to go to the, college. Uh, okay? the, what's his name? The... Uh, who uh, tales from the crypt guy? That's who. Have you seen that picture? Oh, get it. Talk about something. I guess. All right, we're gonna we're gonna move into one of the things we 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 text back and forth from time to time. Uh, Daniel and I during the week. Uh, but one of the things we thought about a, a topic we wanted to discuss was: Is Kevin Durant the greatest scorer? Mm-hmm. Not just of of in current times, but of all times. And I think that's a, 
I, I think an argument can be made, and I think Daniel will probably make an argument. It would be easy. It would be too easy and not uh, fair is not the right word, but <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we need to post that on the. Uh, yes. Uh, we just saw yeah. Bernie Sanders doppelganger. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the we greatest sidetrack easily. The, yeah. The greatest score, and of course, <clears throat> he mentioned Durant, and I don't think, I think we talk score, not points average, because I don't think that's a right. Fair, not, not wilt against a bunch of right. six one guys. Right. The, I'm because, saying most skilled scoring machine. Okay, and, and I, so I'm gonna, my theory is that. It, Kevin Durant is the best scorer that's ever played. And I'm going to say that ever played. And I would think yeah. that even in this era, era, I think that one could make an argument for Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. Yes. Um, Russell Westbrook was, wasn't even the leading scorer on his team when he played with KD. Right. Russell Westbrook. You the mean ball- Bill Russell? Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook? <laughs> the biggest ball hog in the NBA. Mm. Uh, and, and I think, All right, I'll hear I it. Think, I'll hear it. I think Westbrook um, is a player that wants to put a team on his back. I yeah. think he is a player that believes he can do it all. I don't know if that qualifies him for the greatest score, but if I was, if I was looking for a guy to take a game over and I needed a – somebody to put a team on his back mm-hmm. I would jump on Russell Westbrook's back and I don't like the way he plays I don't like his game but I think he is a he's not a I don't I don't think Westbrook is a pure shooter he's not no. Steph Curry or or Clay Thompson um, JJ Redick and I'm, I'm sure I'm missing several others he's just a scorer mm-hmm. and and almost in the mold of I, I would think Kobe Bryant um, I think Kevin Durant has a better jump shot. He's a better jump shooter than than those that I mentioned, and he might be the best scoring jump shooter. Uh, but I I don't know if I would take Dur- Durant over Westbrook. I mean, so if you had to get a bucket, you had to win a game. The other team has LeBron James on D or Gary Payton in his prime on D. Mm-hmm. You would take Russ mm-hmm. over KD. Mm-hmm. I tell you who I'm not taking is Victor Oladipo. <laughs> he's got a ways to go before he's in the discussion. That's that's intriguing to me that you would take a guard who's not the best shooter mm-hmm. and say he's the best scorer. You, I, I mean, I wouldn't even say I would take somebody like Carmelo in his prime over Russ. KT, there's never been anyone that's six ten. So you can't guard him with a big. You can't guard him with a small. You can't play back up and give him the shot. You can't play him too close because he'll drive. There's just no one. Dirk's close, I think. Dirk yeah. in his prime yeah, his... was pretty unguardable. Mm-hmm. But, dude, I mean, LeBron's the best defender that there's been in a while now. I mean, Durant toyed with him last year. Yeah, but if... It's just Kevin Durant and not Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Crybaby Green and uh, Andre Iguodala. I th- and you're going to have to have some pieces around you, right? You know, Jordan had Pippen, Grant, uh, Cartwright, Will Purdue, Paxson, B.J. Armstrong. So what to you, if if you're just looking at a guy who – has done it all by himself. James Harden's had better offensive numbers than Westbrook has, and he's played on garbage teams. Do you think that yeah, Westbrook's I mean, he, a better offensive yeah, player than Harden? Yeah, if he, he was if he was allowed to travel every time he got the ball. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <But that's>, <laughs> <laughs> oh. And Harden, Harden is. I mean, he's he's got a and this whole step back thing is. I've seen more and more of that garbage, and I, every yeah. time I look at it, I'm like, that's a travel. I don't yeah. understand what. That know. was another debate that I meant to bring up to Alex and see what he thought. That's another debate too, whether it's a travel. But um, he Harden, I got turned off by Harden when he stopped playing defense. Now he's kind of started playing defense again because didn't he make his name as a defensive player? Not really. I thought he he was kind of off the bench scorer, just filling up. You know, 
I've never known him to play defense too I much. I thought he played a little bit of he defense. He gets steals. He does yeah, get I mean, steals. He's a little crafty, but... But when you're when you're scoring 40 or 50, it's hard to put too much effort on the... And that's what he was doing for a while right. before this year. Right. Man. So so you would take Russell Westbrook over and actually, Larry Bird? If, if I needed a basket, no. If I needed a basket, I would definitely take Larry Bird over <laughs> Russell uh-huh. Westbrook. That's <laughs> um, what I'm just saying is who's the best... The most uh, that's a, the most skilled offensive player, and, and Larry Bird probably would be the. Or I'm sorry, Kevin Durant is probably the closest thing to Larry Bird in terms of a. I think Bird was what six eight six nine. Yeah. Um, and then if you if you want to say, if you're going to say Bird, you got to throw Magic into that mix, okay? I mean, but he especially much a score early on. I think earlier in his career, he had to be. For the Lakers, mm-hmm. and they had a lot of pieces around him eventually. Um, but I think you got to throw. Oh, I mean, see, I'm capped at the '80s because I never watched before then. The '80s and that's, was my intro. Well, and, so, and, and, and anybody like, before like Dr. J or Oscar Robertson, I don't. I never watched Oscar. I, Robertson. I don't think there is a, and I've only seen. Dr. J at the tail end of his career, but the video clips I have seen on Dr. J, I don't think there's ever been a guy who can glide like he glided. Smooth. I mean, just super, like, silky smooth. And I don't, I just Man, don't when he went under the backboard. Basket, oh. Yeah, and it's just kind of like, who does that? Who can just suspend himself in midair? And yeah. He's, uh, so, but I don't know if you could say Dr. J was the most prolific right. score. Um I mean, you you gotta you've got to think, and and if you're if that's your criteria, you know, very difficult to guard, right? Can score many different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I don't put Wilt in there because he he's, he, he's he put one, up some numbers, but he was a, just a big one man pony, and, with know. a bunch of little guys around him. You know, you, you can't you put, can put Durant in any generation, any era, and he would be able to get forty any any time he wanted. I think thirty five at least. I don't know. So if if you're if you're playing if it's Chicago, you're playing against the '96 Bulls, and you and you know that Jordan's out there on D, and he's going to guard your best player. You would feel better with Westbrook going up against MJ than Durant, because I wouldn't. No, Jordan would rip his heart out. <laughs> And he would get into his head and make him mad, and Westbrook would go fuming down the court out of control. Well, first of all, I I would say that Kevin Durant is too, would probably be too soft to play in the in the eighties. Mm. Sorry, KD. Yeah, he probably would. I, I think if if the Pistons would have got a hold of him, oh, they would have they would have snapped him. I mean, and and I don't care being six ten, he would have gone to the hole in. Uh, Bill and Beer and <laughs> and Edwards would have got a hold of him and John Sally they would have got a hold of him and yeah. he, you know that's the end of that I mean a few clotheslines yeah been Rick Mahorn yep he would have been <laughs> he would have been done I, yeah I just don't think and and the here's another thing and this is a little off topic here I don't know what's a foul and what's not in the NBA today uh, I think. Sometimes I see touch fouls called, and the other times I see an absolute mauling, and it's there's nothing called. And they've but, been letting them play this playoffs, but I don't think they were as I don't think. And the NBA is a physical game. I've I've had an opportunity to see a couple of NBA games, one close enough to realize how physical the game yeah. is. <clears throat> but I just maybe it's just nostalgia feeling that basketball in the '80s was much tougher, and I think was, oh, Russell yeah. Westbrook could have survived that. Better than Durant. Yeah, he could have. A lot of people could Durant's not a strong fellow. He is durable, but he, uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. I always wonder how LeBron would do, because physically he can take a beating, mm-hmm. but he, I don't think he would be able to keep playing at the pace that he's playing. And he, he whines so much about calls. And you're, it's like when Shaq used to too. You're you're the biggest guy. People are bouncing off you, so don't complain. You know, LeBron when he gets going, he is a freight train. So you can't go bulling down the the, the paint, and then a guy kind of bumps into you, and you're gonna oh, I got hit on the arm. Like, dude, you're hit on the arm. Just sent that guy into the front row. All right, so you did. <laughs> you just stopped the punishment. 
Uh, oh, Bron, Bron. You you brought up Shaq, and this is one thing I'm, I have to I have to My bring this up Shaq on the. Moment. Uh, and I don't even. Do you remember the um? I think Shaq's rap album. Or Shaq uh, Fu the video game. Shaq Fu, I kind of. Shaq Diesel, that was his, we had his rap album. What you looking for? That who was the guy he dunked on, and then the guy tried to catch him, and then he. I don't know if we're going to get Oh, threw feedback. him to the ground? Yes. Was it Brad Miller? Uh, we're going to get some feedback oh, here. Oh, yes. Oh, this is a first. Bring in live video. Live video here. Brad Miller swung on him. But I think the guy he threw on, was it, uh, it wasn't Shrimp, was it? No, it wasn't Detlef. It was, uh, I mean... I don't know if there's anybody who could dunk the ball with more. I think this is it. No, this is not it. Oh, he was vicious. I don't think there's ever been a player like him. I'm not talking about Phoenix Sun Shack, of course, or Cavaliers Shack. We're talking about Orlando Shack, early LA. This is it. That's right it, here. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I knew it was a white guy. <laughs> he just like humps him and throws him. Down. But the best part is when, hang on, let's go from the beginning. I mean, Shaq, he's just backing him down at will. Turns, spins, like you said, humps him, and then just pushes him off. And then he gets up. Watch this. <laughs> and then he absolutely takes the ball and just nails it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and then he's got a a couple of choice words. What's for his name? Gosh. I mean, can we see it on his jersey? We're watching Shaq highlights this and, and, and giving play-by-play on it. This is one level above our uh, our play-by-play of the NBA game. Yeah, so oh, we'll, we'll stop that. Whatever. And we'll, I can't remember the guy's name. I, but anyway, it's a Shaq when he would, he played for the Lakers and he dunks on this guy for the, the Knicks. Disrespectful. It was extremely disrespectful, but I thought one of the funniest dunks – I've ever just that it, it's not just a dunk, but when he first of all you get dunked on, he just takes the ball and he goes, "You're not going to push me." He grabs the ball and he whizzes it at Shaq, right? Which takes some balls, and then he has some choice four letter words for Shaq that start uh, with F and end with U. So that's mm-hmm. it was it was great. I think it's time for a Twizzler break. <laughs> so that's kind of a we, uh, thoughts on the NBA playoffs. I mean, in terms of the the uh, conference finals do you, you you i think you kind of alluded you think it's going to be cleveland and probably but i i i'd give a i give boston a chance to because i don't think cleveland is very good at all i mean they're they're the best in the east but they're just kind of it's kind of just lebron and then some nights love and jr hit some shots but it's they're they're none of those teams are gonna stand a chance against golden state so I would tend to agree. Yeah, I, I think Boston could make it competitive and maybe win because I think Stevens is that good. But hey, You're just missing too many weapons. Yeah, you can't take the top two players off any team and expect them to just. I mean, that's huge. Well, I think if you look at any of the the uh, four teams left, I don't know if three the other three are there if you took away their top two weapons i don't think they are i mean that's i think that's take away lebron and love that's the lottery team Mm -hmm. if you take away harden and paul they're probably like a five seed or a six seed maybe not even in the playoffs and then if you take away durant steph and kd that's they're maybe like a four seed right and are they there right Uh -uh. so um hopefully we'll see um you know, more Meek Mill and uh, Bob Kraft and, and Gucci or some other. We won't see what Drake. What was Gucci doing there, man? What, man he you're just, not a Philly he, fan. Didn't he just get out of jail recently? I would think within the last year, but, I mean, why are you going to the Philly game? He's a changed man. Gucci Mane's a changed man, so he said. He's a changed man. Um, Every time he says his name, I think of Ben. These are so good. Ben Gooch. Gooch? Yeah. Why do you think... Oh, Gucci. That's right. Well, it's like, why would you think of Gooch when you're talking about Gucci? Gooch out there in the Philippines. Dude. Turning down low. 
Uh, mm-hmm. I wish we had enough time to go in with all of our listeners about the fabulous being Gooch. Yeah. Maybe one of the greatest human beings Maybe of all time. Maybe one of our slow summer days we'll just do a... Segment on Gooch. We can get Gooch to call in. Gooch bio. Yeah, from the Philippines. In the background, we'll hear... Wee! <laughs> little whistle kid trying to get him to buy a wooden whistle. Ah, mm. uh, Gooch, Gooch, Gooch. So what's in uh, The players? The players, man. I think... One of the most, outside of the Masters, outside of the Majors, all right? And I I would say that TPC is probably the best tour event to watch outside of the Masters. Mm. Now, I've only watched three tour events. You Um, mean in person? In person, right. Okay. Right, 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 yeah. As a a live spectator, I think the access that you have at TPC, the volume of of patrons there, uh, spectators... Um, it's not as, um, I don't want to say the, you don't have that tradition that the masters has, but it's more of a, well, it's a Florida feel to it, man. You kind of got, you know, a mix of all, but I mean, just hordes of people all around that golf course. Um, and it's a beautiful golf course, difficult golf course. And you can play it. And you can play it like, like any TPC course, um, you can play it. And it's a you know a, a regular stop on tour. I've played it. Mm-hmm. I've all you know. I've and I think. What prob- did you do on seventeen? Well, I played it uh, three times. Uh, I think the first time I shot a seven. Mm-hmm. The second time I shot a two. Oh, my man. Can I tell you how that happened? Yeah. I'm in a foursome, right? And we, so the first time I went to play TPC, we got through five holes and the ranger looks at us. He goes, oh, it's just a small, slight thunderstorm. It'll blow right over. All right. We spent like an hour and a half in a storm shed kind Mm -hmm. of deal because we got stuck on the course. Never stopped raining. We made a run to drive our carts back to the clubhouse and then we never got back out. Oh, man. Uh, So I only made it through five that day. Uh, came back and played an entire round. Got to uh, first time, and then I, I probably looked like Sergio today and put a couple in the drink. But second, so the second time we we get through the entire course, round seventeen, and I'm in a foursome. All four of us hit the green. Mm-hmm. All right. Now I'm probably got a 27 foot putt. That's I'm at the lower. Because that green is like a two-level green. There's a small dip at the back where that small bunker is or whatever. I've got to go up up there and then kind of let it leak a little left. And I don't know what I did. But I rear back and I hit it. And the ball starts, you know, trickling up the green and inching closer and closer. And the three of the guys were like, oh, my God, it's going to go in. Boom, sink the birdie putt, right? The next two guys after me. Sink birdie putts. We had three birdies on 17 and, and one par and one foursome. It was the coolest thing I've ever been a part of. In my you life. wouldn't get three birdies out of four players on uh, when the PGA is there out of those players. Well, you got to remember, we're not playing from the exact same tee box they're playing either. I think, but it's still the distance, isn't it? What is the, what is the distance that y'all play? Because it's got to be... Theirs is 130. I think ours was like 120. It's only theirs 10. are in the 120 sometimes. Like today, uh, okay. it was 126. Well... Man, so that was don't sell yourself short here, Art. That and of course afterwards on eighteen, I uh, put one in the drink and then pulled it out and then put one on. There's a big undulation. You don't see it on the TV, but we're to the right of the green. Once you get towards the, or once you get towards the green to the right, there's this huge hill, and I somehow got a ball up on the hill that wouldn't move, and it's like St. Augustine grass up there. And I don't know if you, for those of you from Florida, know what I'm talking about. And I, I tried to hit it out of the grass, and it was just, an, I, I should just pick it up and call it a day after 17, but. Yeah, walk off. Yeah. Jump in the water. Yeah, something like that. You could have jumped in the water. No, there's And, a, and dove and, and probably found nine or ten of Sergio's balls from the, you over think the so? years. In a nasty alligator, so I'm not interested. Is there? <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, it's, I have seen three alligators on that course. Mm. Uh, and they weren't like three footers. I think a couple of them were seven feet. I think it's a big Six. one. It's a big one. 
I mean, you see him kind of trolling that. And this was on the front nine. There's a, anyhow, nobody wants to hear about my alligator story at TPC. That's awesome. I'd love to go play down there. I've never taken my golf clubs down to the state of Florida. And I've never been to Jacksonville unless I was going to a Georgia game. You should. I mean, uh, I was. it's not cheap. And I was very fortunate because these were work golf events, typically, where we had a friend of the friend of our business who had access to tickets yeah or to had access who had who was a member out at sawgrass and and so um company golf is always much better to me when i don't have to pay especially yeah that's nice but um getting into the tournament um have you seen phil mickelson's shirt he wore today no i didn't should we do we need to bring this up i think you do i saw phil mickelson's score uh his score was about about like his shirt, the equivalent <laughs> of his shirt, uh, what it was to fashion was what his score was. Um, yeah, just put Phil Mickelson's shirt. He 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 rocked this at a practice round, the same style at Augusta, but that was just at a practice, just a shirt, and and it'll come up. So this is Phil today. <laughs> what? He looks like a painter. Yeah, rocking the button down. Um. Business shirt, like straight up button down, collars, you know, uh, cuffs and everything. That's that's what we call business casual. Why? Why? And Nick Fallow kept talking about <laughs> this shirt. And at one point he said, Phil came up short on a shot. And he goes, well, really, he's, you know, he's, he's got less uh, distance on the ball because his club speed's affected by that extra fabric in that shirt <laughs> slowing him down. <laughs> That swoosh as he swings, the sleeves are, are pulling, holding him back. And I was like, dude, that's. Oh, oh, why? Why? Well, that's that's not. There's no way that's comfortable. Or more comfortable. <laughs> Just wear the the jacket at that point. You know. Poor fickle. Yeah, anybody hasn't seen it? Like Google Phil Mickelson's shirt. You don't even have to type anything else. And uh, it's it's an interesting look. And Florida, of all places, too, in the this spring. It's got to be freaking hot. Yeah. What's the point? I, won't, I wanted him to roll it up, roll up the sleeves at some point. <laughs> Just go. Well, then you'd miss a cool embroidering on the cuff. Oh, uh, that's... You look at that. That's a that's a picture of himself jumping at Augusta. Yes, celebrating. Come right. on, Phil. I mean, I know his nickname is Fig Jam, you know? You know what that stands for? No, I don't. It's an acronym. And... um. The last five are, I'm good, just ask me. The first one starts with an F. I'm not going to say that one. But <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. He'd, he'd put a embroidered silhouette of himself on his shirt cuff. But anyway, so that was the super group today. It was Phil and Tiger and Ricky. And as usual in golf, when you put together a group and you're like, this, look at this pairing, this ultimate group, they just duds. So none of them really did anything. And How then, did Ricky? I didn't even. I, I know, know what Ricky finished. It was nothing. Nothing. Let's double check. I mean, if you're not under par or or, or anywhere near contention, it, it's I'm not paying as much attention to you. I think he was probably the best of three. Let's see. I mean, where's little Ricky? Oh man, we got to go down a ways. Tiger was it even? Tiger par. even. Well, that's not bad. He got it back to better. So, Ricky, never mind. Ricky was two over. And you had Spieth and Justin Thomas together. Neither neither one of them were under par. Phil, seven. Ooh. So, yeah, the the, the pair, you know, the featured guys, not uh, Just not getting it done. I mean, Siwoo si Kim. So, Siwoo Kim is the defending champ. He's the guy that um, at the... Uh, President's Cup last year. They were asking them the players about because there were people you know was in America and they were chanting and the fans would sing songs directly directed at each player. Mm-hmm. And for Siwoo Kim, they'd say, "I see Woo baby, <laughs> shaking that ass. I see Woo baby." <laughs> Is that not great? Oh man! So that is awesome. Yeah. So, uh, we got a crowded leaderboard. Yeah, there's plenty I mean, of guys there. And this is a, 
you, like any other course, you want to keep it in the fairway, right? But mm-hmm. it's, this is a challenging course. For sure. Um, and I don't know what the number one handicap hole is, but in my opinion, 16 is the toughest hole in the course. 16 is a five, right? It is. So it definitely wouldn't be the, the toughest statistically. Okay. Because uh, no five will. I would think that 18 would have to be because that, that's intimidating, the man. In, in the narrow narrow fairway yeah. water on the left scares the heck out of me it's it's the approach shot on five as you're coming there and i don't know if it's still there but there was this oak tree that kind of hung over in the fairway that made a sh- you know the angles had to be played differently mm-hmm. now you know i'm lying four hitting five up to the green so that's that's one thing so that sometimes that tree is taken out of play but i i, I think it once you're on the course, and even as a spectator, where you're on the course and you see, oh, why don't they just do this? And, oh, you've got to negotiate this tree. It's um, almost in the flight path of the ball sometimes, or could be, if depending on where your, where your drive is. And, um, but nonetheless, mm-hmm. uh, 16, 17, 18, three of the, in my opinion, three of the best holes in golf mm-hmm. at TPC. And that back nine is exciting. Sets up for people to for for an exciting finish. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. That's it. Really, it is. So they call it the fifth major, but I I like the players more. Typically, I enjoy watching it more than the PGA Championship for sure. And a lot of times the U.S. Open because mm-hmm. the U.S. Opens have been so over the top in recent years. So it's probably my third favorite tournament. Mm-hmm. I, I believe it. So what can we expect? Do we do you expect uh, Johnson to hang on? Do you expect? Uh, I do not. No. Not, okay. Not Dustin Johnson. So, out of those guys, and let's see what the top ten. Hmm. I mean, maybe Kucher, uh, redheaded general like that. Um, Stenson and Rose are two that that I would think will contend. Mm-hmm. Stenson especially. Uh, you could see Kucher, maybe not Webb Simpson. No, Alex <laughs> Gorin would like Alex Norin too. He likes Alex Norin, right? And um, but other than that, yeah. not Patrick Reed. No, no, he's used up all his magic for the next five years. <laughs> uh, Patrick Reed. How about you? If you got to pick somebody, had... we could have we could have done this yesterday, and it would have been more right t- a little tougher. But how right. about you? Um. I mean, I'm looking at this list. Roy Sabatini. That's that's the name that was that's been around since I was a kid. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's an um, old, angry little man. Let's see. I'm. Let's just say, I'm gonna take. Um, just pick no, one. Just pick a name. Pick, pick a name. Bubba Watson. Bubba. Okay. Bubba sounds good to me. All right. You got. You, so we'll see. You, you took a picture with Bubba Watson. Didn't yeah. You? Yeah. Bubba at a Georgia game, basketball game. He was nice. He was friendly. Looked like. I mean, it looked like you guys were had been hanging out for a while. That the way the picture was. The angle yeah, on the picture. It's been a while, and I was standing on one stair above him too, so I was taller <laughs> <That's>, than him. <laughs> <laughs> The old short guy trick. Oh, yeah. Hey, Bubba, hold on. Let me just stand up here real quick and look down on you. Oh, yeah. So that's that's kind of our, our TPC. And, and by the time that we get back to recording a podcast, the TPC will be long gone and we'll yeah, have to come well, back. Yeah, we'll want it. It'll be 10 days over. So uh, that's that. Um, man, I want to take a, just a flashback. Did the Browns shock the hell out of you when they selected Baker Mayfield with the number one pick in the NFL draft? It it did, really. You know what I thought? Why did they draft Johnny Manziel 2.0? But that's what the Browns Yeah, I think he'll be a little better than that, but it, you're right. It's like you're going to take an undersized guy with sort of a questionable off between the ears. That is very Browns-ish thing to do, isn't it? Yes, uh, it's almost there's a saying that uh, no no one does less with them no one does less with more and I feel like that's the Browns more draft picks and I think they did less no quarterbacks well see they I don't think that Baker will beat out Tyrod this year hmm. he might eventually but 
They um and then with their second pick, they take a cornerback. Yeah. Cornerback. That's not Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. It's and they took old Nicholas Chubb, who's no. not still not quite I don't mm-hmm. know if he'll ever get back to what he was. See, they they just I would have rather been pick number four than number one this year. Yeah, especially if I needed a quarterback. Right, you got because you had five of them to choose from. Yeah, right? and none of them that were clear cut or that I was in love with. Right. I mean, at least they didn't take Sam Pick Darnold. Yeah. He, yeah, I thought for sure they would, and he has never been a. You know what else I I got tired of is Josh Rosen talking about how right. mad he was that you know that yeah it's, just shut the. <laughs> he he made it a bigger deal than it had to be, and all of his and I'm sure people ask him questions like They're kind of goading him into that though. Don't yeah, they? just just don't mm. just play. Nobody feels sorry for you. No, no. When's the last time you ever felt sorry for a the Rosen one? Yeah. Anyhow, do we have a, we don't even have a wild card tonight? Uh uh-uh. uh Um. Our wild card was our chipmunk segment before the Which, uh, and we will air, I don't know, if, are we going to air the chipmunk segment next week in lieu? I don't know. It probably, that's probably not going to make. want to. Well, I'll have to see how we feel if we're going to release the, pre, the, the pre-show conversation. Um, not sure how many people are interested in us in our chipmunk. We'll do this. We'll take a poll. We'll put a poll on Twitter. We'll leave it out for, I don't know. Do you want to hear the chipmunk segment? And that's after we release this. We after we get five people to listen to this, we'll we'll put, we'll put a poll out. We we'll, just need, to <laughs> and then we can put. We if only there was a way to make it to where we could verify. Like, did you ever hear about back in your younger day, the whole entrapment thing? Where you, if you said to somebody, "Are you a cop?" and they were an undercover cop, they had to say yes. And if they didn't say yes, then you couldn't get in trouble for anything illegal you might be doing. I don't know if that ever hmm. came up with you. That was something I, a few times, that was a, a t- you know, came up. So there was this idea among, you know, if it's a cop and you ask them if they're a cop, they have to say yes or else it's entrapment. So you would always say, are you a cop? And if there was a way we could ask that before anybody listens to it so that we're not incriminating ourselves if any of our tactics are technically illegal. Hmm. It's not possible, but I'm just, you know. I mean, just saying. Certainly worse things we could we could uh admit to. Yeah. I'm not too worried about I'm Johnny not, Law chasing us down over chipmunks chip <clears throat> and Besides, none of the chipmunks that we, I or you have caught have been confirmed dead. Correct. There's a very good chance that they've all sprung back to life. And, and judging by the ones I'm still seeing, they're, I think maybe yes, they are a little they're playing Lazarus pop. chipmunks is what they are. Yes. So uh, Particularly vicious kind. <laughs> I saw, well, man, the, one of them, then uh, I, I emptied it out or... I released it, and uh, and he was laying there, and I saw his two little teeth. Have you seen their teeth? Yes. Dude, they're like little beaver, beaver teeth. teeth. Yes. Yes. Ah, I wondered how they could chew through so much. Yes. And did. eat an entire cabbage. Yeah. Well, Savage wasn't huge. He was still a baby cabbage, but... How big is a baby? It's like a Brussels sprout, right? Well, it wasn't even that. It was just the leaves were kind of like... But he oh. just went underneath, and they yanked it down under the ground into the hole. <laughs> so, it... Um, you know what? And they I say want. don't poison them because of secondary poisoning. Yeah, work. so I don't, I don't, yeah, I not, don't believe in poisoning. I'm not going to do that. Um, I did, you know, I did at one point stick the water hose down in the hole and turn it on just to see um, if I could use that hole for a well. Was see. that like the cartoons where you'd spray water and whoop, pops up over well, here? And one of them, kind of like it was, it you stuck water down in there and then it was quiet and then Henry was out there with me. And he's, I was like, be quiet, be quiet. And I could hear the water running underground somewhere. And I, and it came out the other side, but it didn't oh. like, sh- it wasn't like the cartoons. Yeah. But the other three holes that I found, um, I think I probably wasted about 20 gallons of water. 
trying to flesh this uh, chipmunk out. Uh, that's probably a, an, an understatement. What you do is if you really wanted to see if anything is in there, is boil some water and dump it. Mm. But that's probably inhumane it's, and probably That is extremely inhumane. Like, I'm not about watching a chipmunk suffer. I didn't. No, I that's just never, meant yeah. you would know it would run out the other side if boiling water came I've, I saw. I saw. I saw two ways. Uh, so when I was trying to figure out how to get rid of this chipmunk, this guy, they had actually stuck a hose down the, and turned it on. And probably about 45 seconds in, the chipmunk finally pops up out of the hole and scurries across. And it's the funniest thing because you're watching. You're like, oh, my God. Another one, this guy, and th- I don't know. This seems like so fake, but this guy had like a, uh, you know, this big like uh, – Orange juice jugs, plastic, they got the handle on them. He fills it up with water, turns it upside down, puts it in the hole, and the chipmunk runs. I mean, as the water gets done, he runs up into the jug because the jug is covering the hole. Guy flips it up, puts a cap on, and now he's caught the chipmunk who's soaking wet. Then he released him somewhere. That's interesting. Very, I, mean, I don't think that they run towards the source of their... Yeah. But they did both in both these two videos. They ran. It was real. Yeah, it was real. The the first one was definitely real because this chipmunk like shot up out of. But the one into the jug was real. Yeah, both of them were real. You sure? You remember that video of the eagle picking up the kid in the park? No, I never saw that. No, people thought that was real too, and turned (laughs) out it was a project of a college student. I mean, I believe you. I'm just saying that's just interesting that a chipmunk would jump up. Towards the source of danger. Because they're clever little guys. They're extremely clever. That's why they're rescue rangers. Yes. Yes, chipmunks. Yeah, I'd seen that one. That's very in- A bucket with a piece of wood. That's very A squirrel tricky. would eat that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, it's. That's what I have if you want that one. Okay, I think it's I It's a might, little too humane for me. I might try to have a heart. <laughs> It sat in my attic for two weeks and did not catch a squirrel, but the squirrel either was gone or perished. But Mm. I don't think he perished because I would have smelled him right. All right. So we will be, are we back in two weeks? Two weeks, that's. uh, Yeah, back in two weeks. If we want to be. If we want to be. What's the, that's the 24th. Yeah. Yes, back in two weeks, uh, we will be discussing the NBA finals. Yeah. Uh, No, no, no. I'm sorry. No, we won't. Possibly. They start Sunday and uh, Mondays, this, yes. these series. So depending on how long they go. We could be talking uh, NBA Finals or, yeah. or have a good window into what might happen there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll, uh, I don't know what we'll do. We'll, we, we will find some topics some. to discuss. And then we'll talk about taking a break. Mm-hmm. Uh, because everybody needs a vacation. Even us. Even us. Uh, we'd like to thank our special guest, uh, Scruggs the Dog, uh, for hanging out in studio with us. You, did, you haven't even heard him. He's that chill. Yeah, he is. Um, looks really good in the red and black. And also, mm-hmm. he's got the red and black uh, blanket, and we also gave him a Miami Hurricane hat uh, to put on his head. There you go. And he's really enjoying pimping that out. So, uh, Jenna, uh, your, your pup is being well-loved and cared for, so... That's all I got. That's man. all I got. It's late. Let's Fall get out asleep. of here. Yeah. Guys, you've been listening to the role players. Uh, our opinions don't matter. But you should listen to us anyway. You can find us on Twitter at the role players one. That's the number one. And uh, the podcast will be up on uh, iTunes and SoundCloud on Friday. Give it a listen. Look for that um, poll. Yes, we will put the poll out for, uh, sometime, uh, it'll probably be after 9 o'clock on, on Friday morning okay. to give our listeners a chance to, because I know they're eager, they're eager to get the notification from iTunes that the, the podcast the, is The up. chipmunk episode has yes. gone up. Yeah, so, and then we'll put the, the poll out and we might release next week, we might release the wildcard segment. Yeah, the wild card chipmunk episode. That can be like our, um, you know, like the album that was recorded that people never released. Yes, yes. It can be like the Lost Father, the B-Sides. Yes, that's it. Guys, have a great week. Enjoy the Masters. Enjoy this warm weather. Not the Masters. God almighty. That's, I'm so... Players. Enjoy the players. <laughs> like, 
two or three times now. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. At no, that's not the masters. Thank you. Because we don't. The it, and guys, I just want you to know we don't edit uh, normally, so that's that's going to uh-huh. stay in the show. So you you will know that we are just two you know normal regular guys who ten o'clock on Thursday night eating Twizzlers and talking about chipmunks. That's it. Yeah, come on, come on, come on. Ah oh, man, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's y'all y'all I'm have unplugging. a good week. Good night. Bye. Hard <laughs> to